You're listening to All In, the podcast where I share what I learn as well as dive into what motivates the world's most passionate minds. All right, listen up for today's dose of inspiration. Digital marketing frequently asked questions is how we go about creating content because we get the same questions over and over and over. So we're like, hey, we got to answer them because there's a million people out there with the same questions, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one way we create content ourselves. How should a business owner go about creating content for themselves? Because chances are they're clueless. They're like, what should I write about? Should I write about what's happening in my industry today? Or should I write about my buyer? Should I write about why we're better in our company and our products, our services? Me, me, me kind of blog post. Um, and you've done this a million times. Like, tell us a little bit of the way that you take the clients through so they can have the best success in their blog post. Sure. You know, sometimes, you know, that's one of the questions like, well, how do I know what I should write about? You know, or sometimes consistently they, come up with new topics, right? It's tiring. It's hard. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, I, I have no more topics. I'm out of ideas. No way. Writer's <laughs> block. Right. Um, but there's really a lot of opportunities to look for different topics. I don't think every topic is covered in depth yet in the world. Definitely not. And every industry has an opportunity to create content. Doesn't matter who or what you do or what you sell, there's an opportunity for you to create content. So here I am, let's say it's me. I have a company that sells widgets and this is the widget that puts it on the table so you can run your wire through it. And how do I promote this product? And obviously all the inbound marketers out there tell me I need to create content. All I need is people to buy this thing and I just need to sell a boatload of them so I can, <laughs> I can, yeah, I can make my code and be happy, but I don't know anything about creating content about this. So give me an example. Realistically, what do I do? Sure. So obviously, you know, again, sometimes you think, like, well, what do I write about? Uh, but you know, think about, you know, things like the uses for your widget. Okay. You know, what are the applications? Have you written about that? How to use my widget for X? Not necessarily inside of my going widget, X but X and Y and Z and D. Exactly. So, for doctor's offices, for business rooms, right? Exactly. Or board rooms versus hotel business lobby or whatever. Exactly. So the applications, it could be, you know, per industry. It could be for a particular use. Okay. So application, um, what are all the possible application for my product? Exactly. Then you can also look at comparisons, you know, because maybe your widget compares to another widget on the market, uh, but people that's are, so, that serves a different need, but it's similar, similar, but you know, you compete with them because that one does maybe just one more thing that yours does or something. Uh, but maybe there's an opportunity there to offer, you know, comparisons as far as, you know, if yours is equipped with, you know, a particular feature that the other one isn't or vice versa, you talk about the differences, you know, because people might not know that there's such things. Uh, they might know about the competitor widget, not know about yours, but now they're going to learn about yours by the fact that you're writing about the competitor right. widget. So we got comparison and we have the application, mm -hmm. two great ones. What else? Uh, obviously FAQs about your widget. So similar to the same listening to your, your prospects, uh, social listening, any kind of listening, right? Listen to them on the call and say, Hey, what are the three objections we always get? What are the three issues they're always trying to solve? So those are the frequently asked questions and create content around that. 
Yeah. And again, depending on your product, again, going back to the widget, you can find these types of questions anywhere. You know, think about maybe people are posting on your Facebook page. Hey, does your widget do this? Hey, can your widget... Um, can you make me a custom widget? Yeah. Can your widget integrate with my X widget? Right. Uh, you know, those are great topics for creating content. Uh, so again, listening, like you said, maybe it's, you know, customers or prospects are calling in and have these questions repeatedly. Maybe people are asking questions on forums about, you know, what your widget does uh, or on, you know, social platforms. Uh, that's another great way to, to find topics. Or, you know, I say I worked with manufacturing companies before that can custom create products. And then you enter into a whole world. Even if you're in, if you can, some companies mm -hmm. don't. They say this is a stock product and that's it. You buy it or you don't. But a lot of companies are willing to create things for somebody's, you know, demo or whatever else they're trying to do, right? Um, so in those instances, I think they could create a lot more content because they can create all these one-off pieces and then talk about how they made that piece because there may be other people that are looking for similar things like that. Do you see what I'm saying? Whereas if you only sell the same plastic, whatever, corrugated packaging product, then you're limited because you're not really creating custom new anything. Unless you can talk about the innovation that's happening in the space, newer materials that's available and things like that. Um, I mean, I think the, the ability to visual, put visual content would be amazing because now you can take pictures of it, videos of it, so people can actually see it, not just read about it, right? Would you say that beyond the applications and the comparison and the questions, that's form of, that would be text form. And then you can actually take the text and then create videos and podcasts and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely, you know, another opportunity to expand your content as a whole. Um, but, you know, when you talk about customizing thing, you know, it's a company that can customize products. Uh, you also open up yourself to, you know, even just kind of getting in the minds of your customers. So going to printing kind of thing. Right. So, so going back to your, it. you know, your manufacturing example. So you might work with a lot of engineers trying to find a solution to something that they're doing. And you could be that solution. Uh, but showing them or, you know, obviously through your content right. that it's possible or showing them what you've done in the past, even, you know, examples of previous projects and how they work, what problems they solved, uh, you know, pretty much like a case study that always very useful content as well just getting people to understand like hey if your widget can do that could it possibly do this That's as well correct um what other areas should they find topics sure. just to keep that you know inspiration going there's obviously some technical places you can go and, and find so for example uh you can look at uh google search console if you've got yeah. that set up for uh, your website, you can see what types of queries people have and, uh, you know, what's triggering your website to show up for that. And you can see, hey, you know what, there's lots of searches for this and we don't have anything about that. It's a great opportunity for us to jump on it. Because you are getting some impressions, but. Exactly. But just no clicks, because obviously you don't answer any of those, you know, questions or topics on, on your, your website. Any other places? I know Google Analytics is only going to show you visits. Correct. But you can do keyword research. So there's lots of you know, free tools out there that you can use to, you know, do um, research. If you have a topic in mind, do a little bit of keyword research. Um, and I always suggest that you do keyword research, even if you have, you know, a very specific topic in mind, uh, because that 
probably is going to lead you down to even more topics. As you see what people are, are looking for related to that one topic idea you had, you probably come up with two, three additional topics. Um, so there's keyword research and the keyword planner from Google. Uh, there's a lot of free tools online that you could use to get more ideas of what people search for. And, and we uh, talked about this in the past too, in different episodes, how you said, yeah, I can come up with more opportunities or whatever. Do I create different pieces or try, do I create one big piece with all my questions around this product, right? Like if I were to take that applications part, for instance, and everything for hospitality and my widget should be in one blog post or should I be writing different blog posts? And, you know, keyword cannibalization and all those sorts of things kind of get into the way. So how should somebody go about that? Because sure. I don't want them to go down the wrong path and then we have to consolidate the content and <laughs> they have other problems, right? It's kind of like go ahead and do it. And that's what a lot of companies said in the early days of inbound marketing, just create more content. And then now they're like, nothing's ranking and I barely get any traffic. Right. Or so irrelevant you, traffic. I get random visits because the stuff that's not very competitive, we rank for, but the stuff we want to rank for, we don't. Right. So you always want to think about what is it that you're writing about? So starting with your topic, you know, if you're trying to cover a, a broader topic, then that's going to require a more comprehensive content piece. So you're going to have a longer piece. It's going to require, you know, different um, subsections, uh, explaining more things about it. Uh, whereas if you have a very, very particular, you know, specific topic, then you might be okay with a shorter blog post. Uh, but keep in mind that typically uh, Google tends to reward more comprehensive content. So if you look at things like Wikipedia, it's always one of the first results for a lot of educational content. Uh, so if you're going for more educational content, definitely longer content is going to be better uh, than shorter, quick content. Uh, and then from there, you know, if you've decided that you need a, a longer piece of content because it's supposed to be educational in nature, for example, and it's a pretty broad topic, then at that point, you want to try to cover as much as possible about that topic. Imagine kind of your 101. If somebody wants to learn about how this widget helps with this problem, then, you know, talk about, well, what is the problem? You know, what, what's the cause of that problem? Expand on every single question. Exactly. You know, how does this widget work? How does it prevent that problem? Or how does it solve it? Or, you know, what are the advantages of using this widget? What are the other alternatives to solve that problem? You know, there's so many things that you could expand right. into. Show charts and graphs and maybe even videos that you've created sure. uh, throughout the content. And I think one thing that we failed to mention is if you add all these extra elements, it increases your click-through rate, which actually helps you from a ranking perspective, right? It increases the engagement. And that means that people are more likely to stay on the website. And then Google sees that engagement as a ranking factor and say, wow, People do go and click into the other sections of the website and then, you know, they're spending three, four, five minutes. That's a good sign just by working harder on the content. Right. Oh, remember, you know, at the end of the day, you're catering to people. So who is going to stay on your website longer, right? Um, the longer they stay on your website, not only do they have opportunities to engage with other things on your website, uh, but also they'll, they're going to remember your brand more than the website they went for, you know, two seconds. Um, and I, again, 
the more you can have to engage with them, the better they're going to capture your message. So if you have, you know, some people might like visuals. So if you can have great visuals with your content, that's great. If you have a video and that's a quick explanatory video, that might be very helpful. Um, even just the way you format your content is going to be helpful to that visitor. Uh, so it all comes to really, you know, it comes down to user experience. And the more enjoyable your content is to read, Obviously, the more people are going to extract from it, which means that, as you mentioned, Google's going to say, hey, people really like this website, you know, when it comes to this topic, because they're really, you know, going there, staying there. Exactly. Real engagement. But, you know, on top of that, think of it from the user perspective. Okay, Google likes it. Great. But from a user perspective, you know, if you're trying to compare two companies for a given service, and you felt great about going to this website to answer all your questions. Uh, you know, it had everything you could possibly want. It had videos. It had this. It was just, you know, you felt good about it. Or you go to another website and you're kind of like, well, I didn't get all my questions answered. I didn't really see any of this information that I needed. You're probably going to end up doing business with the one that you saw that you were like, I, I have everything I they, need. They look well put together. And I think once you have that asset, in my opinion, that's a real asset that you mm-hmm. could use for your business. You can share that with your sales team and say, hey, next time you get this question, send this blog post. Don't try to explain it. You can give them a quick explanation, but let them go read up on it and see your opinion and your feedback and your point of view. And similarly for every question that they may have. Exactly. Okay. And you're also just creating resources. So, you know, the more, the better. Right. The more, and you, you'll not only find the, the people that are interested, also find people that are looking for similar topics. Exactly. Any final thoughts on where they can get ideas from Ra- rather than just, you know, you go for a jog and you get a blog <laughs> idea, just instant inspiration, any other places um, you recommend? Obviously you can always look at competitors, see what's doing well for them. But I'm, I'm not a big fan of just creating the same content as my competition, but yes, they, they may have come up with a clever idea that you could kind of repurpose. Mm-hmm. But if they all write the same thing, it's definitely not, nobody's going to get any, any traffic. I would, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but yes, f- for ideas, perhaps. Right. It can just help you discover that you're not touching on a particular yeah. uh, aspect of, you know, your product or service. Right. I like my clients to be leaders in the space, not copy and followers. Right. So I think they need to come up with their own source of content. They need to be creative. If nobody's creating podcasts in that industry, I would say you should be the first one to do it. Let others figure out, crap, I need to make a podcast or whatever else. Go to the corner of the street and interview people or whatever you may have to do. To me, that's interesting enough that people would want to read it rather than sort of just re, you know, recycled content that's everybody's answering. Right? Just be the one that makes it, like you said, that makes the most enjoyable content there is. And then you're probably way more, uh, you have a higher chance of winning than just uh, Q&A content. And should they just limit to text? No. And remember, you know, the good thing is that if you've created really engaging content that let's say was just a blog post, you know, that's good content, right? Because you have all these visitors, you know, high engagement on your page. Great. Then you know that that content is really good. So why not repurpose it into a slide share podcast episode, a webinar, it could be a YouTube video, you know, it could be so many things, right. uh, knowing that that topic is good. This widget was gone all the way, all the way here <laughs> from being an application to comparison content, right? And to do FAQs, all the possible ways. 
uh, that's amazing that you can come up with that many content pieces from one simple widget. Imagine all the services and products that people sell. There shouldn't, be, there shouldn't be any lack of inspiration for different topics. Correct. All right. Okay. That wraps up this episode. Thanks for listening to All In. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss out on your daily dose of inspiration. And now leave a review as well as share it with someone else. Go to my website and leave me a voice message with your questions, your thoughts, so I want to incorporate you into future episodes. That's all for today. Go out there and become who you're destined to be.